1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, Member FDIC. Hey hey yo,
0: hey hey yo. This one is explicit. Hello, Jessica.
1: Hi, Elsie.
0: How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. There's tickles in my belly. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, because the podcasting
1: school for women car is open. <laughs> I thought maybe you drank a soda. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no I Yay, podcasting school. I'm so excited. Thank, first of all, thank you for redoing it with me. I'm so excited that you're in on it. You've made it 800 billion times better and it was pretty good to start it was it
0: was pretty amazing which is why it was so exciting because it was like oh my god But yeah we're really thrilled by it and there's just there's so much in there and and there's so much love in there and both of us are really passionate about it so we're so excited and it's kind of nerve-wracking because it's like oh my god it's it's live. <laughs> yeah, 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 so. yeah,
1: yeah. So those of you um, who are ready to get your podcast going and you need a little assistance and you want all the tech videos you could ever hope for, this is it and we, they get one-on-ones with each of us right
0: yes absolutely so it's it's going to be awesome so if you guys go to podcasting for com, you can check out a lot of the stuff that check is there it out. check it out check it out yeah absolutely so we're we're actually going to go a little deeper into that in, in just a, a little bit but first we got a little bit of feedback from a man We got a man feedback, (laughs) and this is from Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. And the funny part is, is that he sent it to the phone we have a Google voice number for the feed, you know, the other podcast that I co-host and he sent it to that. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. he sent it over there and he's like, this he is what he
1: was doing it too. I mean, it wasn't like he was like, I don't know where to send it. He goes, I'm leaving you this for this.
0: Yes. that's what he said. So you'll hear him say it. Do so it. I just wanted to let you know in case you didn't understand it, but well, I'll play these cause it was like a double back to back voice feedback here. So I will play back to back and then I will respond. Bond.
2: Here we go. Hey, Elsie, it's Dave Jackson. Uh, I'm listening to Sheep Podcast, so this is actually I'm calling the feed line to comment on Sheep Podcast. Uh, I subscribe to all my shows, and so to pull a book from me in Clamor, I just go to Add a Clamor, my podcast, find my show, and then clip it from there. Likewise, I'm subscribed to many podcasts about podcasting, and when I hear something good, I stop. The show right there, look at the time, make my clamor, and clam it. So that's that's how I'm making all these clamors. Uh, I guess I'm listening to Sheep Podcast. You're like, how is he doing that? That's how I'm doing it. Keep up the great work. I'll catch you soon. See ya. Hey, Elsie, it's Dave again. I just figured out why this is not working for you. I use the podcast app. So when I go into Clamor and I say show my podcast, it's pulling them from the podcast app. You're using Castro, and my guess is they don't show up in when you click that My Podcast button in the Clamor app. For me, I'm using podcasts from Apple, and it's just two clicks, and I, I, I scroll through the list of my podcasts that I'm subscribed to, or I have downloaded, and that's, it. that's probably why uh, you're, you're taking a left turn there, is you're using Castro, and I'm using the podcast app. I think I've solved the mystery. Take care.
0: All right, Dave. I hear you. And I know, because I keep so, calling him out, you know, but first. What are you talking about first, because oh, I, I couldn't understand. I know. Well, I, I promise I will address the, the message. But before I do that, I want to tell you how awesome this man is. So, I, I know. He's super awesome. I sent him a voice feedback for his show complaining about Clamor, which is what he is kind of trying to still help me with at this moment. As soon as I found out about Clamor... Um, I had happened to have listened to his latest episode and he was talking about clamor and he was so excited. And I listened to all this stuff and I'm like, how is he doing all this? And so I immediately sent him a message. This was before you and I even talked about it. Mm -hmm. And so I think within a day, he had sent me a video response (laughs) Or my question? That's so awesome, and I was like, "Oh, this is so great!" But yeah, you didn't answer my question. So well, that
1: like I said, I think I said it to you earlier. That's why maybe I wasn't sure I understood what he was talking about because I thought you asked him about workflow, right? And yes. then what, and then what the hell did he say? Well, because he was talking about so at this moment in and time. And then what's funny? Okay. Wait, and then the funniest part is that when you forwarded it to me. You forwarded it to me as Google voice. Oh, yeah. Description. So, like, oh. now, so at first it was complete <laughs> garbledygook. And it says, like, hey, I'll see if they Jackson. Oh, I'm listening, I'm listening tissue contest of this is actually I'm calling on the eight line, the comment on. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like. Okay, I better listen to it. And then I was like, I hope I can listen to it and access it because otherwise because it says that's how I'm making all these climbers. I was just in the sheep. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: it says he was just in the sheep, Elsie. That's Anyway, Dave. Sorry. Oh my god. To- the reputation of Without sheep. Uh, I was just in the sheep. I can't I even take it. I know. It's so funny. Uh, anyway, that's a whole nother. Maybe yeah. that'll be a bonus. I'll read you what it actually says. In the <laughs> Cause I don't want to yeah. waste too much oh time. Oh my God, but that it's is insane. Funny as hell. <laughs> All right, go
0: ahead. <laughs> yeah, I had to. I had to. Okay. So here's the thing. What he is men- 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 mentioning. Oh my God, I'm. Beth. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Is that at this moment, in order to pull content, from other podcasts into okay. clamor and just really quickly ladies and gent clamor is a new app where you um, play f- 17 to 18 seconds of audio it's sort of like a mini it's kind of like think about it like Twitter so 140 characters or less this is like 17 seconds or less of audio and you can link back to another source so you can have the 17 seconds of audio come up there and you can link it back to a blog post you can link it back to a video you can link it back to another podcast episode etc etc five or a, a permalink, whatever you want to. There's there, The possibilities are endless. But the hard part is being able to get the information on there, to, to be able to get this audio files in there. So what uh, Dave has been doing and what he told me about in terms of his workflow is that when you're going to Clamor, You can have different places that you can pull the source content. So within Clamor, you can use your iTunes library. So anything that's inside of your iTunes library or the podcasts app. That's also an option. The thing is that I don't use iTunes nor the podcast app for this. So if you do use those religiously, then it's super easy for you to pull that content. I don't. In fact, I really don't even like to open iTunes or or yeah, it's a and pain in the tush. it's awful on a computer and and the podcast app I do use occasionally for when I'm searching for things or let's say i to to make sure that it that our podcasts are published i always check to make sure that they are in fact in itunes and so then i am subscribed to she podcast on that and that's it which would actually work very well because if i want to share snippets from she podcasts i could absolutely do that the thing is that there are other bits of pieces of content that i'm using clamor for so clamor for me is not about aggregating other audio pieces it's me talking. So I'm creating specific content for clamor, kind of like a reporter, like we talked about last episode. And so I'm trying to find an easy workflow that I can pull a lot of my 17 second audios and make it easy on myself so that I could just post them instead of having to sit here with the app and record 17 seconds and then going over to 20 seconds and then having to record over and over and over and over again and then posting it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So I have a solution kind of. You want to hear it? Yeah. Okay. So there is a publisher portal. Did you know that? Cuz it's Where? nowhere. Where? It's at publisher.clamor.com, which, No. Yes. So it doesn't make Why it. Why don't they tell you? Exactly. Well, they do if you watch their hour-long video. They actually oh, they for- do, do- <laughs>
1: the love of all that is holy. I
0: know. And so I was looking for this because I had heard Dave mention clamor this. So, portal. They if don't you, even have a whole portal. Yeah, so they have it. This is on a web portal. So this is if you go Wait to a minute, publisher
1: have, on, I'm going there now. Okay, yeah, sorry.
0: publisher.clamor.com. You go in there and then when you're in there, you you have to link up your clamor account from the web from the sorry, from the podcast into the actual place. Let me see. Is this it? Yeah. Okay, publisher? I've done it. Okay. What? Yeah.
1: You just need to know your user and pass. Now I'm in there. Yeah. Clamor portal home. home my posted clamors. Create clamors. Yes.
0: So you can do that. And what's Boom. really cool about the publisher uh, workflow here, this is online, guys. This is not on the on the app. This is actually right. on a browser. This is a browser portal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You yeah. can
0: create like batch That's produce that you that can is. batch produce your seventeen second bits and pieces of audio, you can pull them into there and you can, and this is the cool part. You can schedule it. So you can absolutely put everything in there. You can push the hashtags, the titles, your image and all that stuff. And you can edit your previous clamors that you had in the past. So you can also do that, which is really, really awesome. So I still, at this moment, I've just been recording my 17 second clamors independently. I'm about to start to upload them all in at one time so that I can put them on there and then schedule them out and everything and uh, and see how that works. So I think that that will be really helpful for a lot of people. Okay. So cool. does that make sense? So that doesn't that it make it a little sense. bit easier? I can't
1: believe it. Why? I mean, like, you can't just sign up and know that. You have to, like, get into it.
0: Yes, absolutely. I know. At the, I think at this moment they, they're, they're trying to do their best to, to get as much um, information out. And they're really responsive and receptive. So Yeah, they're um, nice. They're nice. They're very yeah. sweet. So I'm, I'm trying to, to, to see what else can happen here. And at this moment, well, that's the way that I'm going to try to do it. Um, and again, for the workflow, this is also what Dave mentioned, uh, in terms of listening to another podcast. And let's say they say something that is like, oh my God, that would be like a tweetable or that is a clamor. (laughs) If you will, what Dave does is he writes down, I don't know how he does this because I'm usually listening on the go, but he will write down the time code so that when he pulls the audio into clamor, he can go to that place. I mean that's smart because-
1: it's smart if you are aware that you're going to be clamoring like like right now, for example, when you and I know we're clamoring, if I happen to say something hilarious, right you'll just have to write down the time for me <laughs> so that I can go back in and nineteen thirty
0: eight no but see, no. <laughs> but see, this is the, this is the really hard part though, is that um when we edit because I could make those I could make those adjustments here, but there's a lot of times like, okay, so let's say we continue talking here and then May comes up here, and then I leave for five minutes because something happens that, which happens all the time. That mm-hmm. means that anything that happens after I'm back, if we want to clamor that, the time code's going to be all, all messed up because I usually take all that stuff out.
1: Well, you take that stuff out and then you take it out first you, clam- you take the clamor out, then you take. Then you do the edits. Oh gosh,
0: well see that's gonna be annoying. See that's just making my head like twist. What do you mean? Hurt. Well because I'm, i I have a work, like I already have a workflow. I sit- Do you write down when things get messed up?
1: Is it on um, a list of like, it, time? Like, do you have a list of time codes where you're like, okay, 11 minutes in, I had to go wipe an ass. and 12 <laughs> minutes in, I had to go. I do up. that.
0: I actually, okay. I do that for the feed. The feed is really easy for me. This one is a lot, it's a little bit harder for me, but what happens with me in the workflow with this is that I listen to our recording because I do the show notes. So I do the show notes right. slash editing at the same time. Well, so what I was thinking is when you,
1: if you know, just keep make the whole list just to either put a C in front of it or do, okay, clamor at this time, edit at this time. Oh, I see. But if you do the edits,
0: you can't get the, right, right because you've already shortened it. Right. Oh, balls. I know. So then I'm trying to figure out, uh, uh, maybe one of my editing software can do this, but what would be really cool is if I could just like highlight, yeah, highlight the the part, copy, and paste it in a new file. If that's the case, I haven't tried it in a I'm sure it can happen. Or in GarageBand,
1: you just don't, like once you've trimmed, don't push the two together. Trim everything, then push all the pieces together to make one show. I get it. Yeah. So then I could be able to. Yeah. It's just a matter of like semantics, like what, what, when you're dragging what, where. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm mean, still
0: trying to figure out if it's worth it though. Cause that's, that's also another question. I had an amazing no. conversation uh, with Harry Duran um, oh. from Podcast Junkies, who That's, is just a phenomenal person in the job whole, just is. amazing. And yeah. we had a really lovely conversation about workflow and all kinds of stuff. He's doing some incredible stuff, pushing his content out to SoundCloud and YouTube. And mm-hmm. he does it all via Alphonic. We can talk about this at another time because it's mind blowing, mm-hmm. but I'm really, and, and I, and I think that once you set up that workflow, it's great, but I'm trying to figure out like what's, it's even, even then, let's say it'll take me what, 15, 20 minutes for me to push it out there is even those 15, 20 minutes worth me doing it. Cause at first it's going to be a learning curve. And is it really that important? And so it's really about questioning. And that's what I'm questioning for clamor. I'm trying to make it as easy for me so that I don't waste any time that should be put to podcasting school for women. <laughs> Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be on Glamourland just because, you know... I mean, I have- I, yeah, I put it on
1: hold, to be honest with you. I was, I've gotten a bunch of audio ready for clamor, just like I've, I'm getting my solo show ready, right. but I refuse to work on it until all my to do's are done for podcasting school because it's, there's too many squirrels yeah. and I can't keep up. So I'm just like, okay, I've committed to doing nothing but podcasting school until it's done. Then I'll go back to fiddling with my solo shows and making clamors. Cause I was in the middle of doing it and then I got overwhelmed. Like, what am I doing? I never know what I'm doing. Right. So yeah, I'm right there with you.
0: Totally. But,
1: I mean, you've already started, so I feel like don't let it slide. Just yeah. kind of like...
0: I, I'm going to just... And, and even if I just get one out a day, which is what... What is that? 17 seconds a day? Yeah. Oh, come on. Give me a you break. really.
1: This is really the medium where you have no excuse, right?
0: And I have. I already have three done. I, I already have it all set up. It just. It's a matter of me falling through. But anyway, that was. And this one also. It, people have been asking me about this stuff. Um, Kelly, the mighty Kelly Sunrose, has also wondered about it, and she's she's on Clamor as well. And and I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about it because I feel it, the possibilities are really, really powerful there. And as a bonus, even if clamor doesn't work out or if something happens with clamor, you have now gotten new skills in how to share uh, your content in 17 seconds or less, which I think is also a skill that really we really need to have. Mm-hmm. So, um, I feel it, it can, uh, it could be very helpful for you. So my anyway. husband's
1: bringing me tea. You are the best husband <gasps> in the world. Uh,
0: best husbands <sighs> are always really amazing. Yay. It's okay. What kind is it?
1: Orange. With Orange. Orange. Lovely. Raw honey. Mm-hmm. Thank you. He's so sweet.
0: Yes, he is. Cause mm. your voice is all groggy and sexy. Oh my God. What a, what a blessing.
1: Thank you, sweetheart.
0: <laughs> How come you can't eat raw honey when you're pregnant? Do you know the possibilities of stuff? in inside because it's raw anything that's rock there could be some bacteria I'll and there's a very raw. specific there's a very specific actually you know with pregnant and also you're not supposed to give honey to um baby babies. babies yeah, yeah because there's a certain kind of i'm not sure if it's bacteria um, it could be bacteria that might be within there that is not so good for you
1: yeah hold on so, um what's up <laughs> I was just at oh will you close the door yeah thank you we're taping sorry I love you. (laughs) He just started like poking around in my bookshelf. (laughs) He brought me the tea, which is like, then he's like, kind of like staring at like all my CDs in my office. I'm just like, um, I mean, not that we're talking about anything personal, but
0: go away. No, I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Kind of.
0: Oh my God. Yes. No,
1: that was really sweet because he's working from home. He had to stop what he was doing to bring it
0: for me. Oh, that's very sweet. That is absolutely sweet. He's a sweetheart. I love when he works from home. I love it and hate it. Mostly I love it. I know. We have talked about that also. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. We'll talk about that another time.
0: Okay. So we are done with the clamor. Clamor conversation is over. And thanks Dave Jackson for reaching out to us. And now we are going to be moving into a little bit of news that at least for um, a portion, a portion of the podcasting community uh, was a little bit slightly shocking, which is that podcasters paradise is in fact. Closed For those of you who who joined. Because as of now, I believe they they are closed proper. They are closed. Um, And, uh, you know, I I was not or have not ever been a member of uh, Podcasters Paradise, nor the uh, Johnny Dumas community or any of that stuff. So I'm not. I have really no firsthand... Experience with anything that is related that way. All right, stop bragging, Elsie. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> no, but you know what? My only experience is with his stuff, like his with his work. Um, it, it, still, though, I've only listened to a couple of his of his personal episodes, but I did listen to his um, uh, those mini kind of podcasts that he has on iTunes now, where they're just like that series, like one thing after the next, teaching the one thing. There's a podcasting one and a webinar one, I, I suppose. Um, and those are really great. I mean, I, I think that they're fantastic. So I have listened to those, but I really don't know much of else. And, and I wanted to t- kind of discuss this from the perspective of the podcaster, not so much or the potential podcaster, not so much about what you get when you b- get, you know, when you participate in these communities or these um, kind of like podcasting school for women, not so much about what you get. But as a podcaster, what is it that you're looking for? Or as a podcaster, what is... Um, you know, if you get all the information that you need, are you still going to be not doing it? Are you still going to be not doing
1: it? Yeah. You meaning, know.
0: are you still going to get it and then not podcast or have expectations that perhaps you're looking for? So what's you- the problem is what you're saying. Yeah. So what's the problem? Yeah, exactly. So what's the problem? <laughs> so why is, so, cause something happened, right? Or, or maybe they're just, uh, re things over on that? Well, words. I, here's my experience with John,
1: just cause I've never really talked about it before. But, um, two years ago when I wanted to start my podcast, um, there, there wasn't a lot out there and what was out there was expensive or like really technical. And John had a, um, an audio, it wasn't an audio book. It was an ebook for $5 on Amazon about how to start a podcast. And it was really an easy read. It was like easy to read and, and, It came with some videos on how to like upload to iTunes and stuff like that. So he is really the reason why I started my show because it was his like easy tech. um, Here you go. Here's how to do it. That really got me on there. I never really listened to the show, to be honest. I mean, I've been on the show and and thank you, John. Not that he listens, but um, I have a similar show, so I don't listen to his really. Anyway, so because I was already a customer... He sent emails to the people I guess who had bought the book, and he was like, "Hey, I'm starting this podcasters paradise thing. You can get in on the ground floor. It'll be 197 dollars." And I was like, "That'll be awesome." It was like, and the and his thing was create, grow, monetize. At this point, it was September. I'd started my show in May of 2013. It was September of 2013. So I was like, "Well, you know, I've created it. It's starting to grow. I'd really like to monetize it. I'm in." So I paid the $200 and the only videos available for like seven months was create. And so I was like, oh, balls, right? Because <laughs> I had already done that, right? I had already done that. And he starts to build the Facebook group and people are coming in and thank you so much. And this is just what I needed. And meanwhile, compared to everyone else in there now, I'm like a rook, I'm like a, you know, I'm an, I'm like old hat because everyone <laughs> else is like just starting and, you know, and I'm already in there. I've already been doing it seven months. so. The grow stuff is is um, finally ready, and I look at the grow stuff, and at the time, it's like, okay, using intros and outros, being a guest on other shows, your website, and then the, he has social media, networking, and public relations. So I got all excited, so I'm like, okay, what does he do for social media? And it's basically how to use Hootsuite, Edgar, Twitter facebook it's stuff i teach oh right right (laughs) (laughs) you're like hello so now i'm just mad right because i'm like what is happening right now i'm like well all right maybe the monetized part will be better Uh, another three four months later um it it, you know and i mean because it was it took a long time probably to get all these videos i'm sure yeah at, at first he's got like just like how to use audible as an affiliate okay it, most of it is like how do you it was basically at first how to use all now i'm looking in there under monetize and he's got a bunch of other ways to monetize it says like how to use via affiliate relationships products and services speaking coaching mastermind books joint ventures sponsorships and then he's got two videos for that monetize affiliate you know and then each one has like and then how to monetize via webinars basically So I haven't watched any of those videos because it took so long to get them up that by then I'd already figured it out on my own. Right. Um, But when he says create, 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 grow, monetize, it's really the create part that he's good at because um, it's simple. It's easy to follow. He's very eloquent. It's not too technical. um, And he gives really good advice about – um, like what makes a good podcast, and how to find your topic, and like um, the thing is though that he he's not so the guy used to um, sell commercial real estate, so he's not he's not particularly online business savvy. So it's not about branding, it's not about audience, it's not about there's there's none, nothing like that. There's no design help in there, which I kind of offer a little bit just because you know I I hate to see podcast art that looks terrible. So like I, I like to help them like figure out how to make nice art, how to do it in Canva, whatever. There's nothing like that in there. It's basically – I mean he has name, artwork, format, consistency of your podcast, the format, the artwork, and then what media host, how to use Libsyn or SoundCloud or whatever. But there's not really a lot of business advice because that's not his strength. His strengths are the how-tos. That's why when it says grow – It's how to use Hootsuite, how to use Hmm. Edgar, because he's assuming that everyone was like him and didn't know how to do that stuff from the beginning. Hmm. So, so, so theory number one is that people join Podcasters Paradise thinking, I want all John's secrets and I'm going to make the money John makes. And it turns out that it's a bunch of how-tos they already know how to do. Hmm. That, that is theory number one. Theory number two is that, okay, when you get into podcast periods, first of all, it's done through customerhub.net, which is the membership section of Infusionsoft. And, it, and it's a million videos. And to be honest, it looks like ass. It's te- it looks terrible. Yeah, that's it's, tough. It's, it's like it's not designed well and it's awkward. Each video you have to click through. I mean, it's just, you know, I don't know. Infusionsoft does a lot of good things, but I'm not sure memberships is like the right thing to do.
0: I have um, been. I, I I can attest to what you're saying because you know I've also had a lot of experience. I have had experience yeah. buying courses, and yeah. I have had experience being in the back end of the, of, a, of a course that I bought, and and I have been. One of them was an in Infusionsoft as well, and yeah. I was kind of like, "What is this?" Because I was so confused because the URLs are all weird and and Infusionsofty, yeah. and <laughs> and it, it is it's not attractive. The information yeah. is there, and you can yeah. absolutely. Keep adding or whatever. Yeah, totally. But yes, like yeah. on the
1: resources page, he has, he has to have anchor tags because he's got email templates, document samples, how-tos, working efficiently. But, like, it, you have to scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll to see all the resources. It shouldn't be that way. Right. Um, checklists and meetup hubs. The, I will say one thing he's done really well is webinars. He's had amazing people on webinars: Ramit, James Altucher, Pat Flynn, Amy Porter. You know, he he gets really good people to come and talk about podcasting and their secrets and this and that. But the course itself is it worth a thousand dollars? I mean, to to me, it wasn't. I'm glad I only paid two hundred because most of the things in here I already know how to do. And so, if I had paid a thousand dollars for it, I would be furious.
0: Well, I think that part of the big sales as of now, and which is also, you know, that what a lot of, of the bigger courses are also now really optimizing or or pushing out front is a community. Yes. So when now, you buy it, you okay. get the community.
1: Yes, and the community is nice and the people are really nice. Um, I don't know how active he is in there because I'm not particularly that active in there all the time. Um, Natalie mentioned something about how the same questions are asked over and over and over, and that's true because new people come in and they're like, where should I go to get artwork? And it's like been asked yesterday and the day before and the day before.
0: Right, and, um, but that happens everywhere, though. I mean, that happens on She Podcast all the time. We get yeah. that all the time, people. Because what happens with any kind of community, though, Jess, is that people come in and they just start screaming, not yeah. screaming, but you and know, they just okay. start talking, and yeah, they ask the same things over and over again. It's
1: totally okay. I mean, I don't want people to listen and think I'm I'm bashing John because I like him and respect him a lot, and again, I owe him my podcasting life because if he hadn't put that ebook out, I wouldn't have. Um, my own show. But here the strengths are if you're starting from scratch and you've never had an online business before and you've never done anything online before, Podcasters Paradise is the way to go because it teaches you how to do everything from scratch, including, like I said, how to use Twitter and Facebook and Hootsuite and Edgar and things like that. If you're more advanced technically or even online, you could probably find the the stuff you need without paying this money, but true, then you won't have the community. But, you know, it's like, he's got like recommendations for like, um, you know, how to get credit card payments and, you know, who, who his accountant is. And like, you know, it's just like, it's good. And then the webinars again are, are probably really good. If you're into webinars, which I, you know, I kind of don't have time for that, but a lot of people love his webinars and he's great at them. And again, his, strength is being a host. So hosting webinars, he's a natural. He's a great host. He's a great show host. He's a great webinar host. And the how-to stuff for, from on the basic level is really good. But if you are like me and you've had your show six months and you really want like to level it up, I'm not sure that he can help you. And you would think that he would be able to because um, his success is so great. But the thing is, his success is... I don't think based on any major secret, I think it's one, he got in with very influential um, promoters and slash friends and they all have huge audiences and they've made his audience huge. So like when you're really good friends with Amy Porterfield and she promotes your course, of course it's going to like get crazy and be amazing, you know, or Lewis Howes or just whoever. And, and I think the second thing is, um, and I've said this before, he started out with a lot of help. I mean, all of us are doing it on our own and then we hire someone, but he had a little bit of bank. So he hired three VAs right off the bat. So he was able to do seven shows a week and not be bogged down by guest intervention and booking stuff. And I mean, like he, are, he immediately had like tons of help and, and most of us don't have that. And let's not even go into the fact that he's not married and he has no kids and this is his only job, blah, blah, blah. That's not even the point. I mean, it is, but it isn't because everybody, you know, there's lots of people out there who are going to be more successful than those of us who have, who are being pulled in eight directions. His tactics aren't really anything like groundbreaking. There's nothing groundbreaking about how or why he got famous. It's just that he's good and he has, was able to grow an audience very, very quickly. Now, the other thing I wanted to address was something you said about what are they not getting what they think they're getting? So let's go on the homepage, create, grow, and monetize your podcast. Technically, I mean, yeah, I guess you could do that with his course. What is it? Unlimited access to video tutorials, private Facebook group, monthly webinars, live Q&As. He does one a month. Um, and then create. Are you looking to create? We have 50 that will help you with that, focusing on everything before you actually hit the record button, like defining your avatar, finding your niche. But I don't... Personally, think that's his strength, and I don't think those videos were that helpful. Um, Grow several tutorials going over social media tactics, platform building tips. Again, I'm not sure this is his really his forte either. Not that he grew by accident or that he's just lucky, but I don't think he really shares. Like, oh yeah, every time someone tweets me, I retweet. You know what I mean? Or I don't know that he shares any major secrets in there. And then monetize, which again has improved since I joined, but it's still how, like, how is he going to, let me just ask you something. Is really John Lee Dumas going to teach me how to become a speaker and monetize my podcast by saying how to monetize your podcast via speaking? It's one Mm. video. Right, right. Is he going to change my life and make me a world-class speaker with that one video? I would be shocked. I'll eat my Shorts. If that happens,
0: I think that there's yeah, and you and you're absolutely right. Like a lot of this stuff, I I do feel requires, and this is what I've seen working with podcasters myself and being able to kind of help individuals specifically, like with you know the Sheepy VIP that we've been doing with our ladies that have been showing up in there. It's everybody in terms of the podcasting space everybody is a little bit different and everybody has a different audience and those audiences respond to different things. Yeah. And and different strengths. Absolutely. And different strengths. So if like, I'm not looking to be a speaker, so that obviously doesn't affect me, but if I were to be, okay, so one of the biggest things and, you know, Esprit DeVore and I have talked about this in the past and as well as you and I, that we're looking to find a way to create a business with our like with our podcast being the product itself that might or you know as of now the only way to really do that is via advertising or sponsorship no uh, that's not true and then well yes and uh, well i'm what i'm saying is that the podcast without creating other products is what i'm saying like i don't want to sell something else like we want like we get paid for to get behind the mic and do this episode That's what we get money for. That's what we make the majority of the money for. And the only models that I've seen out there have been BS sponsorship or Patreon models, like, you know, like the kind of uh, where people pay you to do this. You know, I have seen that succeed, Uh, but you do require a very specific and strong base to do that. And that's kind of where I'm looking for. Like, what are the key features for that to happen? And it, I mean, there's so much involved, like right now, I got to tell you that for, you know, my, my, one of my favorite podcasts, the Daily Tech News Show, like, like he is now up to almost, I think, 5000 uh, a month, I think, is it, mm-hmm. for his Patreon page. And he is now able to, In, in when did he start? Let me remember. Oh if, God, I don't think it was, was this that? year. I feel like it's it was a, a year ago. It was a year and a half. And so now yeah. he's up to a point where he is now hiring his friends, hiring, mind you, hiring his mm-hmm. friends to come on the show. How amazing is that? It's amazing. So that they can come over and do like a roundtable discussion, how, you know, the kind of uh, th- those podcasts, and now they show up, and he can pay them. Yeah, based- I mean... Yeah. you know, but how cool is that? I mean, that's his full-time job. He does a five days a week podcast, news <laughs> podcast. He, he works a lot. What I'm saying is that's what I'd be looking for. That's the answer I want. I don't want you to give me all of the other stuff because that's what I want to do. Then there's people who, of course, I just saw another article for showrunner. I, in fact, I just closed it up and it said like something like the best, uh, the, the best way to make money podcasting that is not sponsored or something like that. Or, and it really goes into creating courses for your work that that's, Like the way to do it. That's the way to make money. Podcasting is to create a course. Just one way, for the love of God. It's just one way. And so, but what I'm saying is, like, there's all of this stuff that is out there, and everybody needs step by step instructions for the entirety of it. Yeah,
1: I know, know? but and not everyone can give that. Like, you can get like, why does yeah, like John doesn't need to teach me how to make a course? He's there to teach me how to make a podcast. Right. And that's why these let's monetize videos are probably not worth much because he's probably just telling you what a product and service is, why people would want it, the end. If you want to learn that information, you're going to have to go somewhere else. Let me see how long that um, video is. Products and services 15 minutes.
0: But I have to tell you, though, you know, there's um, when we went to uh, New Media Expo and I was at the Lipson booth, Mm -hmm. I can tell you that I would say almost. Every, oh okay 95% of the people that came up there asked about monetization. So this is our right. banner. So our banner behind this Lipson banner on the bottom it says the podcast hosting distribution and monetization. Oh it's behind Rob's head and I can't read the last part. But anyway, it says the podcast hosting uh, distribution and monetization models I guess or solutions. Yeah and I mean, and, you and you everybody that I'm sorry I what? Do
1: offer a good amount of ways but they're, again just one way there's right. many ways they
0: are many ways but see here's here's my my problem with this it's not that the solutions aren't out there but these are people who are coming up looking at that oh podcast hosting distribution network methods and monetization how can you make help me make money okay what's your podcast oh i don't have one yet
1: well right Well, that's
0: yeah. what, so that's what happens it's like people come in here and they're like oh i just started how do i make money And, and that, and we got that so, I mean, it was overwhelming and I would just sit there and go, really, that you're really asking me this question. And it was so hard for me. But Elsie,
1: because why do it if you can't make money doing it? Time is money, honey. Right. And I know you and I are just like the passion, the glory, but really uh, most people are like, if I can't make money doing this and you can't tell me how I'm going to make money doing this, I'm going to just go ahead and do what I'm doing already.
0: All right. So then, okay. So we'll turn it around and get this really into the nitty gritty then. Then we are, we are selling, we are selling podcasting to people. So, but we don't, and all they want is to make money. So
1: Elsie, our course has a whole business model, right? Simple, easy, sales funnel, here's how you start, but it doesn't say at the start of your show, have a commercial for everything you're going to sell. I mean, (laughs) the process is you start your show, you build your audience, you see what kind of stuff they're asking, you put out a small product. If they bite, you do a bigger product. You bite, you know, but I mean- There's no like, oh, you're going to have a a podcast about movies. You're going to sell a ton of T-shirts. Oh, you're going to have something about yoga. You're going to sell a lot of yoga mats as your affiliate sponsorship. (laughs) I mean, like each person, each show is different. There are a million ways to monetize the podcast. They all require work. Yes. They all require you to really have a good show. So don't start a show. if the. I mean, but you can't say to people, don't start a show if the only purpose is to monetize because – they can't all just start it for the love of hearing their own voice like you and I. They just can't. Some people are just trying to make a buck, you know, and they think they'll be good at it and maybe it'll be fun. But also, how can I make money and get on the bandwagon? And we don't want to tell them that's not – we don't want you or that's not the right reason. Yeah. Because, you know what I mean? Like our our course even offers like these are the top ten ways people make money. Here's like the easiest way to start doing that. And it will happen for you, but you know, it's I even offer I think a six month business plan in there. There's like yeah. a whole there's like a whole um workbook, a six month business plan workbook because it's not right away, but they can make money in six months if they build a decent audience.
0: I yes, and I think that part of the process there, especially with our first module that we have in there, that it is all about asking those hard questions before you start. Yeah. Then annoying things that you that your mom told you to pay attention to. <laughs> that you totally were like, I don't want to look at that. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I should have listened to her. So it's even though it's hard, it's it's one of those things where we really empower you to make sure that this is a possibility for you in the first place so that you recognize where the pitfalls are from the get-go, not for everybody, but for you. Because especially with things like tech, um, let's say creativity or your work, life or your professional life or your personal life if there is no bandwidth for you to use from the get go to start to work on this podcast don't expect it to work and might as well know it right from the get go so we do have a way for you to start to check that stuff out from the beginning and let's say you know you don't have the time to be doing all this stuff then we do offer an option for that you get so that you guys can start to see that you can outsource certain things if necessary and absolutely for you right so It's, it's, those are the things that I'm a lot more passionate about that it's, for me, this is an amazing opportunity to get behind the mic and let your conversation, the kind of conversation that you want out there to be out there. But it also requires work and I want to make sure that you succeed. That's, that's the whole point. I want you to know that this is going to be kind of like for the long haul. It's not something that you can absolutely do and like, well, you could, you could, you could get something done in a couple of weeks actually, and put it up and you'll be, it weeks. Come on. Yeah. Two weeks.
1: If you're not doing anything else. Yeah.
0: If you're, you could absolutely start it. And, and there are, and what's lovely about podcasting is that you can do it your way. It's, I think the expectations are the ones that I'm trying to kind of handle in some way, because it's just a little bit too out of control with what people imagine uh, behind podcasting that if you just do this one thing it will absolutely 100% start to uh, you know create I don't know an avalanche of stuff which is one of the reasons why Jess I wrote in our show notes today some of those stats
2: mm-hmm.
0: because uh, the median and and this, these are like stats that are uh, that were released in the month of February and measured until the end of March. So this is obviously a couple of weeks later. These are outdated stats as of now, a couple of weeks, like a month, almost two months later. But the median that we first talked about in about three weeks ago, or I think it was three episodes ago or something like that, was 200 downloads. Now the median number has lowered, which means that they're now at 170 downloads. And the median number is that half of the almost let's say, I think it's 18,000 to 20,000 podcasts that are hosted at Libsyn. Half of those have 170 downloads or less, and half of those have 170 downloads or more.
1: So for those of you who are feeling all sad about your episode downloads, most people only get around 170 per episode. Yeah. And then, so if
0: you break that down and that's per month, that's per month. So now break that down into week. Imagine how many downloads a week that is. That's like yeah. less than that's like less than 25, right? So 25 a week would be 200 downloads a month. Correct. So yeah, if sure. isn't that insane? So if you start to yeah. look at those kinds of numbers, if you are just if you're around 20 downloads a week, you're doing better than most. <laughs> yeah. But then if you start to think about monetizing that, how do you turn 20 downloads into a viable cash cow? It takes so much more work. So all we're saying is this is the truth behind behind that. And there's actually been a podcasting fact sheet that just came out that was um, – well, because remember how we talked about the upfront last week? Yeah. And there has been so much conversations about all the podcasting uh, stuff that's been out there and how like even the big media is having kind of a little bit of a hard time selling this because the the stats are not really out there. And there there's some things like, you know, podcasting listenership, the percentage of Americans who have listened to a podcast in the past month has almost doubled since 2008 from 9% to 17% by January 2015. Mm. The percentage listening in 2015 was up two points over the 2014. So it's... It was at 15% last year. It's at 17% this year. So that's like two percentage points that have have gone up. One third of Americans have listened to podcasts. Uh so that's kind of nice, right? That's not that's so awesome. Bad. And then podcasting. It's kinda aware- kind of, so podcast awareness, awareness of podcasting among Americans twelve years of age and older has more than doubled since two thousand and six when Nielsen measured it at twenty two percent. Overall awareness of podcasting is increasing at a modest pace with roughly half forty nine percent, that's not bad, of Americans aged twelve and up. Aware of podcasting by early 2015, up only slightly since uh, 2010, which was at 45%. So even if you start to think about that, though, 2010 to 2015, it's only gone up, you know, four percentage points then. But it's still, I mean, it's pretty, pretty cool, pretty, pretty cool to start to see that. Um, And there's actually one more thing that I wanted to share here in terms of the data. Podcast download requests increased in 2014, so mobile devices are increasing, increasingly preferred way to listen to podcasts. Libsyn also record, recorded that um, of their 2.6 billion podcast downloads in 2014, 63% were requested by mobile devices, up, up from 40, 43% in 2012. So that's pretty crazy pants. So yes, the industry is moving and the industry is growing, but it's still a baby so, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, I, I want to, you guys to think that you are pioneers when you're stepping into the space of creating your own, you guys are on your own little, uh, you know, media moguls and you get an opportunity to grow your own studio the way that you see fit. Nobody out there has the answer for you to just follow. Uh, n- no one does. And if you follow the steps that somebody else has done, you may or may not get the same results. Because the X factor is, of course, you, which is why movie stars oftentimes get paid so much money because they end up carrying movies at times, right? Because sometimes it's because of them that people start to watch movies as opposed to whether or not the movie is good or not. So we are the media people. We are the people that are in the front and we are the ones that need to get better at doing what we want to do. Uh, and it requires us to take that responsibility yeah. off of my soapbox now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're totally right. You're totally right. So, um,
0: yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I guess this conversation was really about. Um, Yes, the information is valid for how to podcast stuff, especially if you're searching for it. There is a ton out there that is for free. And there, are, of course, are places that you can kind of join or buy or purchase, like the Podcasting School for Women uh, course, which will make everything accessible for you there so that you don't have to be searching anywhere, right? So all of that knowledge, as much as it is powerful, it really requires you to step into it and ask the right questions for yourself and to you, for you to have like, kind of like that, um, that fire underneath your bum to really make it work
1: for yeah. you, for you, yeah, it's all individual. But you can make money. There's so many different ways.
0: Yes, absolutely. You can. And so, so many ways. all that, the, those, uh, that information that I just shared for you, I will put a link in the show notes for that. And that was from journalism uh, dot journalism org, excuse me. And it's a podcasting fact sheet. It's a really nice little um, uh, kind of article that they have. It's from, yeah. Yeah. So anyway.
1: I mean, I just want to reiterate that more than half of all podcasts have 170 downloads or less per episode. Just remember that, you guys, because most people are sad about their stats and they shouldn't be because it's normal not to have that many.
0: And it takes time for you to grow. That's the other thing. Uh, It it does take a lot of time for you to grow and uh, it's different. It's sort of like... You know, when you're featured in iTunes and all that stuff, of course people are going to buy your stuff. I don't know. You know what they do on Whole, uh, Whole Foods all the time? Every single time there's a new product, especially mm-hmm. candy or chocolate, it's always at the front. It's always right, right there when I'm paying. And it's like, oh, 2 for $0.99 cents or $1.99 for 5 or whatever. And I always end up buying that candy. <laughs> and yeah, then all right. of a sudden when it's gone, I'm like, where is that candy? And you cannot find it. <laughs> it's like there's been a couple. There's a, these candy bars that I love. They're called Ocho O-C-H-O. Ocho. Ocho candy bars. And then every time that I would go up there, I would, I found this one that was like a peanut butter and caramel one that was so yummy and delicious. And it was my like sinful pleasure. It was always at the counter and then it disappeared. And even it wasn't even in the chocolate aisle. And I would go, where is the ocho? Candy bars, and it was like I was obsessed. Though, but you know, if somebody wasn't as obsessed, they wouldn't be able to find that Ocho candy bar, and they would just go find the other one. That's what that's what you know. iTunes is, and you're noteworthy. At first, you'll see it, and then it'll be gone, and then you're it'll be gone. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's up to you, Ocho candy bar, to make people obsessed with you. So. My God,
1: what is in that candy bar? I don't know. It's, I need to know.
0: it's so, it's just good. I just thought it was great. Now you're going to have to go look at it. I'm going to put a link in the show notes for that, my Ocho, Ocho candy bars, because they're so yummy. Okay, and a breath. And what's next? What time <sighs> is it? Holy cow. We're going so to have to, I think we're going to have to, we're going to cut it short here, dude. Oh, they
1: yeah. look good, the Ocho. Aren't they yummy? They look good.
0: Oh my God. If you guys buy Ocho candy bars, let me know let me know which is your favorite. My favorite I think it's the peanut butter the peanut butter one. Peanut butter something. Uh there's like a
1: mocha they one. Many. They have like a sort of like caramel that, peanut, coconut, peanut butter mocha, that, dark coffee and
0: variety pack. Yeah, and so those I've are I've never my- even
1: seen this candy before and I find in my <laughs> I consider myself a candy connoisseur. <laughs>
0: Well, the, well, this is what I'm saying. It's only like at Whole Foods, like out the counter that they, oh, you don't see mind. them anywhere else. So <laughs> at Whole Foods, I wouldn't have seen it. Well, that that's what. So so you start to see that they okay. appeal to the right person, right? Because I'm yes. going to buy that candy bar. I'm not going to go into your local, you know, whatever grocery store and get Snickers bars. I'm not going to do that. But I will get that one just because <coughs> of the packaging of the you know of the company and because of it was at Whole Foods. So, yeah. obviously, it's organic in some way or good for you. <laughs> the Whole Foods? They've yeah, sold right me on that. The extra
1: cream brie, which is also so good for you <laughs> from Whole
2: Foods.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right, guys. Uh, so, if you guys, after we have just discussed all of this and you still would like to be part of Podcasting School for Women.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we would love to have you. Absolutely. And I do my best. I mean, I took Podcasters Paradise, so I, I made it sort of my business to make sure I filled in the gaps for things that I needed from there and put it into my own course. Because besides the fact that I wanted women to have a safe place to learn and feel like they weren't stupid by asking a million questions, I also was like, this is what's missing for me that I've figured out on my own and put it in there. So it's just something to think about. I think John is great. I know when he comes back with Podcasters Paradise, I'm sure it'll be amazing But in the meantime, if you're itching and burning to get your show out, give us a try see what you think.
0: Yeah, yeah. So podcastingschoolforwomen.com and of course we have our own little commercial that you guys have been hearing at the end of the show um, and Jen has done a wonderful job of producing that for us. Thank you,
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you.
0: Yes, it's been awesome. So there's links to her in every single one of our show notes. Uh, if you scroll all the way down and if you want her to work on your jingles or your stuff or your voiceover, you can absolutely 100% hire her. She does stellar Audio work. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. Uh so if you have any feedback, please uh, email us at feedback at shepodcast.com or you can send us audio feedback. You can attach it to to that as well to your to your yeah. um email, or you can just use speakpipe and you can uh, find us at speakpipe.com slash If you have the app, uh, I believe you just have to search for She Podcasts and you will find us. And so right on. right on, yo. Uh, and we look forward to chatting with you next time. Oh, my God. And next time it's episode number 50. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Yep. So we're looking forward to that. Yay.
1: Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yes. Okay. Bye-bye. Remember, if you want to do podcasting your way, do it upright. And head on over to podcastingschoolforwomen.com. Changing the world. One
2: episode at a time.